Good evening. Welcome to Voice in the Wilderness. I'm Don Noble of Pure Heart Ministries, and I welcome you today with exceedingly great joy. Well, I do have another special guest today. Yes, it's my friend Colleen McNeil. We're going to be talking about Jesus again. I know that it helped you last week. I know it's going to help you this week. Now, Colleen is from Newport, Oregon. If you weren't with us last week, she lives on the Oregon coast. And she's used to the radio because she has a radio program that she does with pastors there in Newport on Tuesdays and Fridays called Winds of Praise. So she's not shy about the microphone. I am glad to have her here, and I've asked her to share again some stories that I think will really encourage you. So please welcome Colleen McNeil. Well, good evening. It's a delight, of course, to be here again and to be asked to share one of the stories that I would pray would be a blessing and an encouragement to you. And sometimes it's kind of good for me to actually hear them, you know, all over again, because it reminds me of how precious Jesus really is. And when it says in the Bible that, you know, that he died on the cross for us and he took all of my punishment, I should have been the one that was punished. All of God's wrath was poured out on Jesus. And so to speak, it took my whiteboard and washed it white as snow, all completely washed and clean. And then Jesus raised from the dead and is seated right there at the right hand of the Father. And what's he doing there? He's interceding for each one of us this very moment. And so it really is important for us to spend time with Jesus in the word and to keep our ears and our eyes open to what he's saying and doing. And so I'm going to give you a little peek see into my life. A lot of years ago, I lived in Salem, Oregon, which is the capital of the state of Oregon. And I was asked if I would be the chairman of a neighborhood organization. And so what they'd done, they had taken the city of Salem and divided it up into neighborhoods. And then there were chairmen and co-chairmen and people that, you know, that cared about their individual community. And our particular neighborhood organization was actually larger than all of Newport, where I live right now. And so anyway, as things would kind of unfold, we were in, involved in the city with parks, with schools, with streets, with highways, with everything that had to do with a, a whole community. And it was so much fun. I mean, it was beyond fun. And we actually had staff people from the city of Salem that were assigned to us. And so as we would work on particular projects, they would go and do a lot of the administrative work and, and bring back, you know, flyers that we needed or whatever it was we needed. So, yes, I was having the time of my life. But we had small children. And so at a particular point, the Lord began to talk to me, and he said, you know, Colleen, I know that you want to have 
one of the most wonderful neighborhoods in all of Salem. But someday you're going to come before me and you're going to need to give an account for your life and what you have been doing. And he said, you know, I've blessed you and all of these things. I mean, even like one of the park things, the city of Salem actually had money from the little neighborhood that we lived in, and it was put into a special fund for a park. But the only way that you could get to that pile of money was that you actually had to have a landscape architect's drawing of what you wanted for this park. Well, we didn't have any money. I mean, the pile of money was in the city, but we didn't have any of it for like a landscape architect's plan. So I was sitting at my dining room table and I said, oh, dear Jesus, this money's over there and we don't know how to get to it. And the little thought that came to my mind was, Colleen, there's a landscape architect over on 12th Street. You could go over and see him. And so I thought, okay. So I got our little girl and hopped in the car and away I went and was going to make an appointment with this gentleman. And he said, well, I actually have some extra time right now. So why don't we go out to the site, which was um, the grade school. And the grade school had a large uh, portion of property there. And so we drove out there and he said, what would you like? What would you like? And I said, well, you know, we'd like to have a um, a track all around the uh, outer edge of the school grounds. And we'd like to have a big piece of play equipment for the students. And, you know, so I just kind of spelled out what I'd like. And he said, well, I'll tell you what. He said, why don't I go ahead and draw that up? And I'm going to give that to you as a gift, which was like a key that unlocked that pile of money. Long story short, we worked with the National Guard, with the school district, with the community, and we were able to put in our first park. And so anyway, those kinds of things were just delightfully fun. But when the Lord began to talk to me about that, he said, Colleen, I would like you to put these things down for now. And he said, I want you to focus on sharing with Jeff and with Darcy, who I am. And I thought, well, Jesus, I don't really know exactly how to do that. I mean, am I supposed to get a Bible and give each one of a Bible and, and then, you know, do like a Bible study thing? And he said, oh, no, no, uh-uh, not that. He said, just get to know me personally so well and include me when you walk along the way, when you sit down, when you lie down across the bed, when you travel, just whatever you're doing, just include me along the way. And so in the process of getting to know him personally, myself, it's like I began to like, you know, there just was this wonderful, it was like it was like developing this wonderful friendship. And so we moved from Salem to Newport. And I began to like just share things, you know, with our children um, you know, they would lose something. And so I'd say, well, we can ask Jesus. He knows exactly where it is. And we'd pray and Jesus would reveal to them where it was. I mean, just all kinds of wonderful, fun things like that. So, you know, I would kind of every so often, I would kind of shake on the little door that had to do with political things, because I do have to admit, 
it was sort of maybe perhaps I wasn't ever a drug addict, but maybe it's like what somebody on crack cocaine or something when they have to go off of the drug because I would want to shake that little door and see if that would open. But no, no, that door was firmly closed. Now, fast forward 40 years from when I gave up all of that, because when he told me to give it up, the very next day, I resigned from the chairmanship, from the president of the PTA, and from my position um, as the women's director at my church. So I laid down all of those things. But 40 years later, as I was just making the bed and cleaning up things in the bedroom, the Lord said to me, Colleen, I'm going to take you to Washington, D.C., January 14th to the 20th. And I said, um, I mean, there's a terrible, terrible ice storm in Oregon, and part of 205 on the way to the airport is closed down, and part of the runways at the airport are closed down. And then I thought, oh, I guess if he's God, I guess he knows all that. So I went, okay, I'm going to just hold that close to my heart, and if that's what you want to do, that's what will happen. And so anyway, there was um, a lady that was a part of the National Day of Prayer, and I had to call her for something else. And so I got the answer that I needed to talk to her about. And she said, oh, she said, by the way, Colleen, she said, Kathy and I are going to Washington, D.C. for the inauguration of Donald J. Trump. Would you like to go? We're going the 14th to the 20th of January. And I thought, oh, I really am going. And so it's like I called my travel agent over in Hawaii. And would you believe the other two girls had already booked their their tickets like months and months ahead. But I was on the exact same flight coming and going on the same one that they were on. And God had prompted them to rent a, a room that had two bedroom suites. And so my dear friend, Dawn Noble, she ended up coming with us too. And while we were there, I mean, we had wanted to meet Jonathan Kahn, who was going to be the keynote speaker at the um, the presidential inauguration, um, you know, prayer time. And God actually provided a way for us to supposed to decorate the head table. And we got to talk and pray with Jonathan Kahn. So my my story this time is that even though it was really hard to give up something that I love so much, I laid it down. And all those years later, God knew how much I enjoyed political things, and he included me in that particular event. Don't you just love that story? I certainly do. It's just so neat how God does that 40 years later. So one obedient move that we make when God asks us to do something that seems rather difficult and probably something that she absolutely didn't want to do, but was obedient to do, and the blessing came. It came in many ways. It certainly came before the 40 years, but the 40-year thing was really special. And I can tell you, being in Washington, D.C. with her 
and the other two ladies was a real treat. And we can tell you some crazy stories about what happened to us in Washington, D.C. Wow. I mean, God really, he really is a supernatural God. I sometimes, you know, it's sometimes hard to believe um, how that all happens. I mean, we, we, you know, we just scratch our head and say, God, how, how do you do those things? Obviously, we have a finite mind, and he is an infinite God. Therefore, we can't wrap our brain around some of the things that he does. But it's so cool to serve him. It's really, it's fun. It's fun to serve God. Well, Colleen, do you have another story up your sleeve for us? Well, yes, actually, I do. I mentioned before that we have a prayer group that has been there for over 30 years. And on Wednesdays, these girls fast from, they eat usually dinner like on a Tuesday evening, but then they fast until after prayer time and we meet from two o'clock to four o'clock. And so we just try really hard to pay attention to the promptings of the Holy Spirit because Jesus Jesus told the disciples that he was going to go away to heaven and that they were to wait and he was going to send the Holy Spirit because he knew that there was no possible way for them to live in the world without the direction of the Holy Spirit. But the Holy Spirit only always points directly to Jesus. He doesn't call attention to himself. He always points to Jesus. And so that's what we try to pay attention to to what Jesus is telling us. And so the prayer group, just one of the days when we met, it was like we just felt a need to pray for foster care. Now, I have to be really quite honest to say, I didn't know a great deal about foster care. I mean, I knew that sometimes, you know, families might be going through like a really difficult kind of thing, and there's so much turmoil and whatever, that foster care kind of you know, kind of takes like those little children and and there are foster families that will kind of fill in for the moms and dads or just the mom or whoever it is and kind of take care of those children for a period of time while there's help, you know, being provided for the parents. And so anyway, so we were praying for parents and children and foster care and all of those kinds of things. But like I said, we didn't know very much about it. And then I have a friend that worked at the courthouse, and I hadn't seen her in like six or eight months. And she said, well, why don't we have tea at Starbucks on my lunch break, and then we could kind of catch up. And I thought, oh, Starbucks, tea, that sounds great to me, and get to visit with my friend. So off to Starbucks I go, and while we're there, there's a, a lady, quite obviously, in business clothes. She has a large tray of drinks that she is obviously headed back to the office, and she stops to say hi to my friend. And my friend introduces me to her, and she's the director of foster care. And I thought, as I was being introduced, I was thinking, wow, God, we've been praying for foster care. So anyway, greeted her and and so on and so forth. And after the lady leaves, uh, my friend said, you had kind of a look on your face, Colleen. And I said, well, it's because for several weeks we've been praying for foster care, and yet we don't know a great deal about it. Now, she got kind of 
a different little look on her face. And we've known each other for years and years, and she's a, a prayer partner with me. And she said, so Colleen, this, this is kind of off the record, but she said, the director of foster care is a lesbian, and the co-director is also a lesbian. And what's happening is that they are siphoning off the boys and girls from Lincoln County, and they're shipping them to LGBTQ people all over the United States of America. And I thought, oh my, I mean, my eyes just were so big, and it was like I had not ever even thought of anything like that. So the very next week, I went back to the prayer group, and I said, oh, dear me, now I know why we have been praying for foster care, why that was something on the Lord's heart. And so we kind of pressed in and we prayed for those precious families. We prayed for the protection of those little children. And and we just, you know, we just really prayed. And not very long, maybe maybe month, month and a half, something like that. I mean, we didn't burn the courthouse and we didn't burn their houses either. But about a month and a half later, the director became critically ill and she had to quit her job. And then shortly after that, the co-director became critically ill, and she too had to quit her job. And the Lord brought a wonderful Christian lady from Salem to take those positions and to run that agency. And so my point being is that we forget how powerful Jesus Christ really is and how powerful prayer really is. So I pray that that encourages you, no matter what you hear on on the TV or the radio, I want you to look at that and realize that when you run to Abba Daddy, because he has adopted us, he says, you can call me Abba Daddy because myself and Jesus and the Holy Spirit have adopted you into our family, and you're a part of our family. In fact, your adoption papers have been signed by the blood of Jesus Christ. And so whatever it is that's kind of taken your breath away or you don't understand what's going on, I just ask that you would turn that into a prayer. And sometimes, even like when we see people like Nancy Pelosi, I look at her and I hear her stand there on the House of Representatives in the United States of America. And she says out loud, out of her mouth, she says, I am a Catholic Christian. And yet right after that, she pushes through legislation to take the lives of unborn babies and to expand that bigger and bigger. And now we see that they are including like taking the life of these precious babies clear up to their birthday. And so I think, what in the world? And so I asked the Lord, how in the world can I pray for Nancy Pelosi? Because it makes me really grumpy. And the Lord showed me, it's like, Colleen, I love Nancy Pelosi, but I want her to repent and turn away from the wrong direction she's going. So even right now, thank you, Father, that you showed us in your word, it says that 
your hand is heavy on her day and night and that her energy evaporates like water on a hot, hot day and that that will continue until she repents and turns away from the evil way that she's going. And so we ask, Lord, that you would open up her spiritual eyes and ears and heart to hear the truth of what you're saying. And we thank you that you do that not to harm her, but to save her from destruction. And so, Father, we give you praise that you hear and understand what's going on. And then I was just walking on my road with my neighbor, and we were just enjoying, you know, that it's near the woods and near kind of a golf course, and it was pretty, and we were walking along, and she and her family have been Catholics for years and years. And so she was telling me all about kind of the hierarchy of, like, popes and bishops and, you know, um, you know, fathers and all of those kinds of things. And I thought, oh, really? And so, because I didn't know that. And so anyway, when I got back to my house, I thought, hmm, I'm going to look up Nancy Pelosi's bishop. And so I looked up Nancy Pelosi's bishop in um, San Francisco. And I called, and when I called, I told the administrative assistant that I was talking to, I said, I would like that the that the bishop would write a letter to Honorable Nancy Pelosi and remind her of the tenets of the church that she belongs to. And the lady said, oh, no, no, we couldn't do that because that's political. And I said, oh, no, 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 that's not true. I said, on the house of uh, the house in Washington, D.C., she stood right there on the floor and declared herself publicly to be a Catholic Christian. And so I said, you know, this needs to be done. And would you believe that lovely lady said, would you repeat to me what you were saying? And so she wrote wrote it all down. Very much later, I realized he really did contact Nancy Pelosi to bring that to her attention. And then even later than that, I noticed that he has disciplined her to say, no, I'm sorry, you cannot take communion um, because you're under correction. So I just want to encourage you, when you see something that's wrong, pay attention to like whether or not you can be a part of the answer. What a story. What a story. I'm encouraged by that myself. So there's a lot of things that we can say about the sh- stories that Colleen shared. Include include Jesus along the way. That's what Colleen does. She includes Jesus along the way, every day, all the time. And just pray, she said. Just pray and ask the Lord. Ask him for direction. Ask him what to do. Ask him about this, that, and whatever. And then you see how important prayer is. You see how that simple prayer of her prayer group changed things for children, for foster children. That is a powerful, powerful, powerful story. Those foster care children can now be placed in good, healthy homes just because somebody had the mind to pray and to care. 
And God answered that prayer in a miraculous and grand way. And of course, with Miss Pelosi, of course, there's plenty of governmental leaders that we are in opposition to in terms of our beliefs. Why? Because we come from a Christian worldview. We believe the Bible, and we believe that we should live by the Bible. Of course, you know, I don't need to remind you that many of our Christian leaders today do not follow any biblical tenets. In fact, they've really gone the opposite way. Not pleasing to the Lord and not not righteous in any way, shape, or form. So anyway, those stories are important. They're God moments. They're God experiences that he allows in our lives if we're open to listen, if we're open to him, if we desire to want to walk with him. My prayer is that you would have that desire. You would really want to hear what the Lord is saying to you. Now, maybe you've never even heard the Lord talk to you. Well, it's not too late. You can just say, Lord, I'd really like for you to talk to me. And he will. He's not going to deny you. He loves you. Well, this has been a wonderful evening of encouragement, blessing, teaching. I hope that you received a lot out of it. I know I did. I always do. And I look forward to the time that Colleen can come back and that God will give her many, many more stories. So, We're excited about the more stories that are coming from Colleen. Well, you can go to www.pureheart.today and listen to this message again. You can look at your iPhone or your Samsung phone. And if you haven't downloaded the iHeartRadio app, please do, because you can go to podcasts and listen to Pure Heart Ministries. And you can listen to this podcast any time of day, 24-7. I always appreciate your prayers, really do. I, you know, I haven't bugged you for a while about the emails. Would you please send me an email? I want to hear from you. It really does help. It really does encourage me because, you know, I don't see anybody in front of me except the screen. So sometimes I wonder if you're really out there listening. So you can send me an email, all lowercase letters, Dawn, D-A-W-N, at pureheart.today. I hope to hear from you. And if you would be so kind to support this ministry financially, you can send a check to Pure Heart Ministries, P.O. Box 85, Valley Grove, West Virginia, 26060. That's P.O. Box 85, Valley Grove, West Virginia, 26060. Well, I certainly do look forward to being with you again. This is Dawn Noble saying to all of you out there, Shalom, Shalom, peace be unto you.